The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here with us today on the Unity Online Radio Program, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is right now in your corner of the world. And yes, that's right, a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness, can you even imagine such a thing in your life today? Peace wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Go ahead and breathe that in because you know what? You deserve it. Yes, you can have it. It's not easy. It may not be intuitive, but if we work at it, we can have peace every day. I know this to be factual. Listen, I run a very busy household, just like you. I got two teenagers. You know what that's like. I work full-time as a pharmacist. I run business everyday peace with Dr. Drayvon James, keynote speaking, workshopping, the whole gamut. It's a beautifully full life, just like yours. But guess what? Just because we're busy, that does not mean that we cannot have peace every day. It's so important that we do the things, that we develop the habits, get the network in place so that we can develop this life of wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I call that peace. You may call that balance. Balance is another word for it, having balance in our life. And speaking of balance, you know that I say that in life, every goal that we have, and this is according to Dr. Drayvon James, but I want you to test this out in your own life. Every goal that we have falls into one or three big categories. I call them the big three. Health, wealth, or relationship. In no particular order, health, wealth, and relationship. When we have balance in those three areas, when we have peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality, we have a pretty good life. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say we have a great life. And it is the striving for balance in these areas that makes us enjoy the journey. But while we're striving, we also want to do this in a place of peace. So I'm super excited to talk today about one of the big three, which is relationship. Could you imagine trying to develop a life of peace without having relationships in place? That'd be pretty hard. That'd be imbalanced. That probably is not going to work out, right? Relationship. Particular relationship we're talking about today is motherhood. Motherhood. Welcome to the hardest job that you will ever love, right? 
We've all heard that before. Motherhood is a tremendous, tremendous journey of just, oh, love. Gushy, gushy love. Think about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and sticky fingers. It's just love all over that. And I don't want to leave the dads out because I know a number of dads who are doing this job, at, you know, because of a spouse um, passing away and they're, 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 they are playing the role of mom and dad. So, But raising children. Probably there is no more honorable position than to be able to really seed into the life of a child. So relationships are so important. And this particular relationship is so even bigger than life itself because we are building a foundation for these children to go out and then build their own relationships with their families and with the world. So what we do in that, in that motherhood, in that parenting session is the gift that keeps giving. The gift that keeps getting. So this job is very, very valuable, very, very taxing. I talked a few seconds ago about having relationships and, and building. You need a tribe. You do need a tribe. Oh, my goodness. You need a tribe. But I'm so excited to, today to, be, to bring to you someone who is doing just that, building a tremendous tribe a tremendous tribe where we can get together and encourage and inspire, bounce off ideas, vent if we have to, because we have to do that on this journey. I am super excited welcoming Christian Smith from Too Much Mom to the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James today. Hey, Christian. Hey, Dr. Drayvon. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I am super excited, I got to tell you, to be spending time with you. I have um, come to fall in love with you. All that I, <laughs> I've been watching Thank your, you. um, you're amazing. I got, you probably hear that a thousand times a day. You no, are amazing. No. Thank you. Well, let me, let me start that campaign. <laughs> you are well, amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I felt the same way about you. And I, I love just hearing you talk about finding peace and pursuing it. And it's so essential in every relationship, including motherhood. So believe me, I am like bouncing off walls to be here with you today. So again, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. And motherhood is so essential to what we do. So let's just start from the very beginning. I want to talk about how you came up with the concept of too much mom. Like what this, what, where did this come from and where you want to take it? (laughs) No, I know. Right. Thank you so much for asking. Too much mom was actually uh, born when my son, he's now four, but when he was about two, he asked me, mommy, how much do you love me? And it really stumped me because I don't want to say, it's like, how do you really put in the words how much you love your, your children? It's, it's very difficult. And, but you know, kids, they'll keep asking you unless you give them an answer. So I just blurted out too much. Like, I love you too much. And then I was just thinking about that concept because it became a thing in my house. Like my son would say, I love you too much. And I'd say, I love you too much. And then when my daughter was born and started to talk, she started saying, I love you too much. And so I decided to create a network. And as you were talking about a tribe of women, of mothers, and we have a few men too in the tribe because parenting, of course, is all encompassing, but um, a network of people who, who would be down to celebrate all the chaos in parenting and with, with moms, because I'm a mom, all the chaos in motherhood. So it really is accepting the good, the bad, and the ugly, sharing stories with each other. And through sharing stories, we can all empower each other because sometimes parenting, I mean, we're, it's such an exhausting thing 
that I think unless you talk about what you're going through, it can be, it can get lonely or you can get burnt out. And so I'm trying to prevent that by kind of like networking together and doing it together. Yes. You know, I love how you just mentioned that it can get lonely because I, and my children are, um, oh my gosh, I almost forgot, (laughs) 16 and (laughs) 16 and 18. And I will tell you that, yeah, it's been a journey. I live a long distance from any, from my mom and and family that could really be very, very helpful. Although my sister lives close by, but her children are the same age. And, um, but so we didn't have that grandparent kind of thing um, going mm-hmm. on for us. And the journey was so lonely. So let's, let's just talk about that for a little bit. Cause I, that resonates with me. And yeah. unfor- unfortunately I didn't even have a clear enough mind. I think a lot of it, I was just dizzy and dazed and confused and in love. So love mm-hmm. carry, uh, covers a multitude of sins and says, thank you. <laughs> right? Right, I right. didn't have the common sense or the grounding to look for an organization like Too Much Mom over the internet. And I found some places that you could go to live, but yeah. when you're a parent and you're far from a support network, I couldn't get to those on a regular basis. I couldn't say, oh, okay, I'll do Tuesday. <laughs> I couldn't do that. But yeah. I would have loved yeah. I would have loved to have had something like too much mom um, over the internet that I could just join this tribe. So what have you seen as far as being able as comments coming in from moms and how this is speaking to that loneliness that creeps up in the middle of this love journey? Well, I think a lot of women feel just like you explained at some, you know, at some juncture in their, in their parenting journey. So uh, you're definitely not alone. I know I've been there as well. I've, you know, I've been a, a national TV personality with, you know, NBC and Fox and the CW for the past decade and a half. And I know as a as a working mom in the television industry, um, I had and once I had my kids, I had those lonely moments in the green room where I would look in the mirror, all glammed up, and look my reflection staring back at me would would say, "Am I doing the right thing being here?" You know, because I would feel so guilty for pouring into my career and then my kids are at home and I'm like, am I doing the right thing? And it, it yanked me in a million different directions. And so I, I know in that moment, I, I, I can relate to those feelings of loneliness, but I started to, too much mom is a YouTube channel. It's, it's as simple as that. It's a YouTube channel. It's just, I do hacks, rants, and I do interviews uh, with other moms who are sharing their stories. Now it seems simple, but what that's creating is an online network where people can leave comments and then connect on a deeper level through Facebook. We have a Facebook group called the Too Much Mom Tribe. And that's where we really pour into each other's lives and really get into some conversations and kind of behind the scenes talk about what are we going through? What are you going through? Exchange stories and whatnot. And my hope is that women, I I think the biggest flaw is that we don't ask for help and we don't express the need for help in parenting. And I think my hope with Too Much Mom is to give women, uh, give people permission to be where they're at, share it, and be empowered because we're all going through the same thing. When you really break it down, everybody's, someone out there is going through what you're going through. So that's my hope. That's where I want to take it. Too Much Mom is new in its infancy stages, but I'm already hearing what kind of comments I'm hearing. And I'm, I'm hearing women say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing this. Just like you said, I needed something like this. I needed permission to be where I'm at. I needed someone to tell me I don't have to feel guilty. 
I needed someone to tell me how to pour into myself and things like that. So already, if I can affect one person, if I can impact one exhausted, worn out mother out there, or even make a mom who's doing it and confident, if I can make her laugh or inspire her, if I can inspire one person, I'm doing my job. So that's my hope. Oh, I got to say, you are definitely doing your job. Like I said, my kids are 16 and 18 and I got lost on, like, I just kept watching video after video, looking for more. And I just, I feel like your presence is so warm. It's from a mom standpoint, but just from a woman's standpoint, that's like, oh yeah, I resonate with her. And I got to say, from just doing a lot of research and, you know, getting to know you. And I said, I said at the beginning, I said, oh, I absolutely love her. I've been telling everybody at my, I work at the hospital, you know, oh, check out this. People who have young children, check out this. I absolutely love her. And one thing that comes across clearly to me as a Christian is that, um, the whole Christianity, even though it's not overt, mm-hmm. that whole Christian love, like that part yeah. of that, that that using that as your foundation, I can hear it when you speak. I can see it in your smile when you talk. It is really an unpretentious show. It's just about really connecting and trying to give women's mothers something to hold on to. How How is it? <laughs> How is it in 2019, do you think you were able to to develop something that is that Christian-based without being isolated, without being, for lack of a better term, preachy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love that question. I, I think of right off the top of my head, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it talks about how, you know, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. And I think even if people don't know scripture, or even if people aren't overt about, about their faith, or even maybe they're scared or not as bold as I, as, as I feel comfortable being, or maybe they don't have a faith. Regardless, I think everyone can relate to the biblical principle of, of feeling weak. And I celebrate weakness. I celebrate chaos. I celebrate the ugly in motherhood on on my show on too much mom and i think that's endearing to people and so i have because my faith in god is my life it's my foundation it's why it's i get up in the morning and it's the first thing i go to i spend my time with god and that is my me time because that's just who i am it just comes out in everything i do and so i i wish i you know i wish i had more of a, a technique to uh to being discreet and inspiring people with my faith but i guess in the in the short of it doctor is it's just who i am and if i can um if that just trickles out and can touch someone then then i'm super grateful yeah and i i think the that everyone is going to be super benefited by it too, because I really find the fact that it's not preachy at all, that it really will, the principles are the principles. And I tell people a lot of time that Christian yeah. principles, you could, you could take the word Christian, uh, Christ, Christian and, and substitute uh, universal. These are universal principles for really mm-hmm. developing a life that works, a mm-hmm. life that works. And you're right. You do have to celebrate the chaos. You've got to celebrate it every, at every day junction of this journey because it's all precious and it's all fleeting and whatever shows up today you're gonna we're gonna use it to build this this family of love so i i love that about um about the show i want to change gears for one second because you talked about being a working mom and 
Yeah. Um, I'm impressed with you. I, I tell you, I, I, I studied everything. I learned about you. I'm like, this woman is incredible. Because, <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. Early, early on, I read something that said that you had like three career choices. And I think the first was basketball. Am I right? It was basketball yeah, was yeah. your first first and then you you know switch and you definitely could have been a model definitely could have been a model <laughs> absolutely gorgeous but then except that to i'm pigeon toed <laughs> oh really <laughs> you yeah, could have worked it. I, I can't do that runway to save my life that that career path quickly quickly fizzled out but what I love is that you had this awesome career in which you've talked about a little bit you had this awesome career in television Mm-hmm. And then you, when you became a mom, and it, just like many of us, you have this pull inside of us. I think a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us have that pull inside where we do have that moment when we walk past a mirror or, you know, you get recognized at work and it doesn't feel that great because you realize I, I, as good as this is, there's some people at home who really need me to be there. And, you know, I'm excited. I, I, you're kind of split. I used to tell people when my kids were little, I used to say, I feel like I'm not, I do a sort of good job here and a sort of good job there. And I want to do a great job somewhere. And, but what I love about what you did and how difficult was this was to walk away from that career, promising career. I mean, you were very, very successful to then come home and and be a full-time mom. Yeah. Well, I think that was a a tough decision because at the time I was at Fox 10 in Phoenix, I could have retired there. It was an incredible job. It was an incredible career. I loved my coworkers. I loved the viewers. It was something I really wrestled with. Um, But I believe that you can only have something tugging at you uh, for so long before you honor it. And for me, uh, God made it very clear that at that time in my life, it was time to walk away. And I ignored it for a while, but I really felt, uh, you know, I really felt the spirit tugging, tugging me to to uh, to leave uh, Fox 10 in Phoenix, and um, at that time I, I I was exhausted. I mean, I had been waking up at midnight and 2:30 in the morning for 10 years at that time to work to get up and drive and then make get on the air at 4 a.m. for the morning show. So I was I was falling asleep in intersections. I mean, I was exhausted at that point, and I think for my for my health for my sanity, I wanted to be home with the kids this tugging feeling. I was just like, let me just do it. Let me just walk away. And so I did it. Um, now, at the same time, I, I started doing some lifestyle mommy segments on the Hallmark Channel. I eventually, um, two years later, went to work for Fox, or a nationally syndicated news magazine show called Top 30. And I had my kids. And so I've been in and out of you know the, the TV industry. And so I can tell you this, whether I'm being a stay-at-home mom, a mostly stay-at-home mom, or a full-time working mom outside of the home, because all moms are working moms, whether it's inside or outside the home, regardless of where I am professionally, I've always done what I feel is best for my family at that moment. In some moments, it's working full-time. In other moments, it's staying home and honoring, honoring what I feel is right in that moment. I think for everybody, it's and I hate I hate that something in our, in our culture has developed where one is better than the other, or you know if you work you don't know your kid, if you're home with your if you're home with your kid full time you're like relaxing and don't know how to work hard. There's just all these terrible stigmas attached to you know our roles that we choose inside and outside the home, 
And, and I hope to extinguish that because I feel like we don't know anybody else's life and we don't know what's best for them. We just can do what's best for us. That's what I've done. And, and I've been happy with my choices so far. And, and again, as long as you do what's best for your family, that's the, that's the right thing. You know, so I, I hope, I, I know that was kind of all over the place, but I, I would no, just say to any, regardless, if someone's listening and um, they feel that they need to stay home full time and they can swing it financially because finances are important. You have to be able to support your family. They can do it and you want to do it and it's tugging at you, then do it. However, if, we're, if you love working outside of the home and that is, that's okay, that's not a bad thing. And everything you do outside of the home is for the betterment of your family anyway. My, my mom worked my whole, my whole adolescence, my whole childhood. So it's not, it's not a bad thing. Just own your choices, feel good about it. Don't feel guilty and don't let anybody tell you or make you feel bad about doing the best thing for you and your family, regardless of what that looks like. I absolutely love that. That is um, like the definition of peace is to really own what you are doing and right. doing what is best for your family because no two families are exactly alike. And that yep. working, I, I did that. I worked full-time corporate, you know, corporate career for a little bit. And then I came home, became a consultant and much like you, like you said, on the road at two o'clock in the morning yeah. and all that stuff. And, but each decision, and I love that. I want moms to really hear that part. Each decision that I made along the career path, I always was making the decision that I thought was best for my family. Yep. And it changed. It changed, you know, from, mm-hmm. from infants since to now they're 16 and 18. Still, that motherhood doesn't, I mean, it evolves, but you're still making the decision that is best for the family. So, you know, getting out of that place of uh, guilt, shame, and condemnation, yeah. you know, and I have a friend of mine, so funny when I did, when I left, um, yeah. I have to tell this story because I hope that she's listening because she just like <laughs> shamed me so bad when I left corporate America and came home. And she said to me, she said, I'm sorry, why are you going home? I said, I want to spend more time with the kids. And she goes, is one of them sick? Oh, God. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, no, they're, they're not sick. She, and her kids were older. She was like, oh. Well, yeah, don't leave your career. And we're, I'm joking, you know, we laugh about it now because we're really, really close friends. And she's also a pharmacist. And, but I told her, I said, that day I just felt like such a hill. I was like, oh man, am I just giving up? But it really was the decision that I thought was best at the time. And I did eventually go back, you know, part time here and there and, and did a lot of other yeah. things. But we really have to own the decision that family comes. What, not before career, but you may have to pick the career in order to support the family. As long as we're keeping the main thing, the main thing, in the words of my family, the main thing, the main thing, we say that a lot in my household. And the main thing yeah. really is what we need to make this family work. May not look like what our neighbors need. This is what we mm-hmm. need to, do to make the family work. So you, you came yeah. home, you started this tremendous business. And I love, you know, where too much mom came from. I absolutely love that. Um, you start this business and I know that that had to come with, uh, uh, first of all, I want to say something. I, I, I see the hand of God all over that decision to uh, put your family first and then get blessed with the concept of developing yeah. this too much mom. You know, I, that seems inspired to me just how you came up with the title from 
communicating, building relationship with your son and how that traveled mm. through your family. And now here you are in this seat of being able to be an influencer and an encourager and inspire for women and, and for motherhood. It's ah, divine in my mind. But talk a little bit about some of the challenges that came along the pathway of developing too much mom i've read somewhere that you said you've been working on it for like five years or so for um, I guess <laughs> kingston's whole life right <laughs> well i think the hardest thing is to have an idea and there are always so many reasons why it won't work like even now every day i have to i have to decide that i have to just do it i have to make a decision to just do little things, do as much as I can, that my best is good enough. Because let me tell you, it's, it's not easy to do anything when you have two young toddlers running around and then you're managing a ministry and then you've still got the TV industry and different meetings you're taking and different things you're doing. And then, oh yeah, can't forget about your marriage that you have to nurture and pour into. And, you know, I'm the director of a nonprofit. There's just so many, so many things that I, that I do and that, that we do uh, as, as women that there's, there's always a reason that you can give yourself not to pursue this little idea you have or not to pursue this dream that you have. And so I sat on it for five years because it just wasn't the right time. I, I had to convince myself that, you know what, I have to just like, just like the Bible says, she did what she could, and I just do what I can. And so I, I, I present too much mom not in a perfect way. You know, some days I do, some Fridays, I have new episodes every Friday, and some Fridays I have, um, I interview a, a, a celebrity guest or one, a mom with a compelling story that I think will touch someone out there. Other days I'll film my uh, hack, like I'll do like a fun little hack segment to make your life easier. Uh, other days I'll rant about a couple of things. I'll do a vlog, you know, come with us in the day of our life. And so I just mix it up and and I do what I can because at the end of the day, it's okay. <laughs> Oprah once said, this show doesn't need to be successful for me to be successful. This show doesn't define who I am. And I truly feel like, I, I really feel like that's where I am right now. Like I, I love motherhood. I'm passionate about motherhood. I'm passionate about everything that motherhood entails the crafts and all that, but beyond that, the inner peace uh, as a mom, as you battle with so many things. We, so we're going to go have... to a commercial break really quickly. I hear they're bringing okay. in the music. I want to talk about that passion when we yeah. come back. You guys, we are okay. listening to Christian Smith with Too Much Mom. We're excited to come back to you right, right after this break. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, Please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. 
Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with Paulette Pipe. So as always, we begin our time of meditation by first taking account of what we're feeling, those sights that we're seeing, those sensations that we're experiencing, and each breath that we breathe. Notice where in your body you're experiencing those sensations. Let your breathing find its own rhythm as we begin the process of letting go, the process of relaxation. Remember why we're here. To hear more from Paulette Pipe and Touching the Stillness, visit the archives section at unityonlineradio.org. Join Travel with Unity 2020 for a transformational trip to Rome and the Amalfi Coast, March 26th to April 4th, and explore the culture, myths, and spiritual significance of Southern Italy. You'll experience the history of the ancient ruins of Pompeii, visit the Vatican, and spend time on the beautiful Amalfi Coast during this 10-day tour. Just 40 seats are available and space is limited, so reserve your trip before September 15th. Go to unity.org travel for more information today. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Take a trip with Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central and tune in to World Spirituality. A lifelong student and practitioner of many world spiritual teachings, Paul guides you to the unity and common values shared by all world religions. We really are all connected. Take a journey with Paul and explore our planet's spiritual landscape with insight, humor, and practical advice for all. Join the show with your question or comment right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. We're talking with Christian Smith. From Too Much Mom, I'm super excited about this episode because if you are a mom, a dad, a caregiver, this is the program for you because I feel from my experience, and of course, I feel like the grandma on this show because I have a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old, and I, I went through that those uh, beginning toddler years, and I was exhausted, and I was lonely, and Although I was part of a very, very good church community, I look back now and I cannot understand for the life of me why I didn't reach out and ask for help, except for, you know, the ego is your enemy sometimes. (laughs) And I never reached out and asked anybody to help me um, with the children or with the house or with anything 
with your program, Christian, and I know it's a YouTube programming, but you do have this wonderful Facebook thing, and you you are encouraging people, or women and mothers, to ask for help. What is the? Do you ever get people responding? Like, what is the number one thing that moms are asking for help with? Well, I think the problem is moms don't ask for help enough, and I was one <sighs> of them. I was one of them. I would try to do. You know, the first two years of my son's life, uh, and then my uh, daughter came along, and I was trying to just do everything myself. Even when it came to my husband, I was trying to still do everything, like be the wife of the year and the mom of the year, the TV person of the year, the ministry leader of the year. It was just too much. And this is what I mean about too much mom. It's just too much. (laughs) It's a valuable lesson that I learned is to ask for help and not to feel bad asking for help. It really does take a village to raise a child. And I don't know how we arrived in this place in America, because it really is an American thing where we feel like we need to do everything and be everything to everyone. Um, but it's, um, it's just not true. And so I, I started, um, you know, you asked me earlier before the break about my faith and it just, it just comes out because I take a principle from, from, you know, the Jethro principle and Moses, Moses was trying to do everything. And Jethro's like, his father-in-law is like, what you're doing is not good. And I just got to a place in my life where I'm like, what I'm doing is not good. I need to delegate. I need to ask for help. All these people love my children. Come help me. So, you know, and it, what that looked like practically for me was talking to my husband and letting him know, like, listen, babe, like, I am worn out. I need four, I need a four hour block every week to just do something that I want to do. Like I need to go and do whatever I want to do, whether that's get my nails done, whether that's sit by the water, whether that's sleep, whether that's do anything I want to do. I need that first of all. And he's like, done, done and done, whatever's going to help you. And I think people don't realize the people in your life, once you ask for help, they're not going to respond in a way like, Oh, you can't do, you are falling. You're failing as a mother. Nobody's going to respond like that. People want to help you. This is what I, the, such a valuable lesson I've learned, Dr. Javon, is that people around, around you that love you, they want to help you. You're so busy acting like you have it all together. People don't realize you need help. And I learned that in my effort to become superwoman. When I started asking for help, the response I always got was, I'm so sorry. I just, I just always figured you always look like you have everything together. You always look so perfect. And I'm like falling apart at the seams, you know? So even uh, two women at my church, they're like 65 years old. And um, they always ask me every week, they're like, can we come over and help you fold your laundry? And I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) The first couple of times I was like, no, it's okay. I got it. But then I'm like, okay, Kristen, humble out. What I am doing is not good. These women are offering to help me. And you know what? I'm going to start saying yes. And I did. And they've come over a few times and they have folded my laundry and I have given them food and I have hosted them and I feel very loved and they feel very loved because I don't have time to fold my laundry. So I'm going to accept help. So I hope that inspires your listeners, doctor, to ask for help. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Absolutely. And you know what I found out much too late, um, but it's, you know, Mm. at every journey of our life, let me just be totally honest with every listener here. It takes mm. a village to do everything, 
everything <laughs> because you know when we talk about just raising children and children it's it's a great lesson there too because when you ask for help what i have found is this you give other people an opportunity to become a part of the team and that mm-hmm. is so important a lot of sadness and i won't call it clinical depression i'm not going to say that but a lot of sadness and just the general blues comes from people feeling separate they feel isolated and so when you say when you ask them first of all asking some from somebody for help validates them oh my goodness you think enough for me to ask Mm -hmm. me it validates them and who are we not to want to pass that along i think a lot of times for me in my journey with my children i didn't want to appear like i was weak right and but, mm-hmm. um, you know crisis made uh, strong in our weakness right so yeah i, I yeah. should have humbled myself then and i didn't want any rejection because when you're in an isolated place for too long your mind starts playing tricks on you like okay if mm-hmm. no one's stepped up to help you maybe they don't care about you <laughs> so you start getting all right. these going on in your head and it just perpetuates this loneliness so i encourage everyone please reach out to someone and make them part of your team part of your community yeah. you'd be amazed what someone would do to just to have some company to be able to come over and talk with you for a minute or to share a cup of tea or a cup of coffee for mm-hmm. a few minutes they'd be willing to do a lot of things just to be in your presence so Asking for help so true. allows other people to get on your team. It's, it's, it's such a big way for us to one another each other. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry that I missed that point, but let me just tell you, I have a 16 and 18 year old now. And, and now yeah. my son's 16 and uh, he has a really good friend lives around the corner from us. And that mom and I have really, really bonded. Our kids have been in school together since they were like in the first grade. And so mm-hmm. I, now I feel comfortable asking her for help. She asked me for help. And these boys are 16. But believe me, when they're 16, you really, you probably need a lot more help <laughs> than when they were yeah, it's six. it's different, right? It's, it's, it's just different. 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 Your needs evolve and your needs change right. and we evolve and we change. I'd imagine for you, I mean... At that point, the age that your kids are now, it's like you can't really con- you can't control them anymore. Like I can pretty much control what my four year old and two year old day looks like, you know. But oh, yes, it's so right. I can't. And man, I pray Let me just- every day for God to <laughs> prepare me for the teenage years. So my hat off to you. You know what? Thank you. You know what I found out though. It's each journey that they go on grew grows us up as moms a little bit more so because I didn't think uh, I would be ready for this type of as I call it dependent independence right because they are really really wanting to stretch out and get their independence and because you know my son says to me you're a hover mom but I do hover around the background because I know that you want to stretch out and you want to be more independent but you still need to be led by your dad and I, we still need to kind of, mm-hmm. so we kind of go smooth, we, you know, we run ahead of him and smooth the path out a little bit and then let him walk right, at right, it by right. himself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this, this, this journey, it, it does change, but mothering is so very important. Yeah, It is, mm-hmm. um, it is to me, it's the job. It's the gift that keeps on giving. If we do yeah. it in a way that is inclusive, if we do it in a way that's inclusive, yeah. and that's what I really like about Too Much Mom, it, it creates this inclusive environment where moms can gather 
get new ideas about how mm-hmm. to do old things, you know, because sometimes <laughs> the way our the way our parents did it, and I know the way my mm-hmm. mom did it, she visited me one time. I'm from Chicago and I live in Maryland yeah. now. And she said oh, to nice. me, my kids were really little, and she said, um, you know, your kids talk too much. I said, what do you mean, mom? She goes, they're very opinionated. And <laughs> she goes, and that's going back, to backfire. <laughs> right, right. But I thought when I, was, when I was being raised, kids weren't allowed to have an opinion so much. But talking to moms that are raising children in the same season that we're raising children gives us fresh perspectives because kids need something different than what they needed when I was growing up i tell my son i said you guys are with the internet you're doing global communication i was lucky yeah. if i communicated with somebody five blocks from my house i mean you know yeah. Yeah. so so it, it's really gives us i think um too much mom gives us an opportunity to communicate and find out how to do things effectively for the era in which we're raising children not that history is not good but we do need to know what's going on in this era there was no yeah internet when my mother was raising me or you know mm-hmm. yeah it helps us to stay, yeah. stay connected my, i i couldn't agree with you more my my mom actually uh, my biological mom anyway she's uh, uh suffers from schizophrenia bipolar disorder and uh, manic depressive depression as well and it was so it was uh our childhood was very i didn't really have that true mother figure we got taken away from her very young and so i always say i'm the mother i never had um, and so I, I encourage other mothers to, to not waste a minute of being a mom. I say that a, a many, many of my shows do, don't waste a minute of being a mom because um, the thing is with everything going around us, it's, life is such a whirlwind and um, we wear so many hats and we balance so much and there's so much emotion and it's so easy to get caught up in the stress um, you know, you're in your in your failures. We all fall on our face as a parent numerous times a week, sometimes numerous times a day. We lose our patience with our kids. We beat ourselves up for X, Y, and Z. And it's so easy to just give in to, to the hard part of parenting. But the thing is, it really does go by so fast, as you can attest to. Like, when I became, I don't even know where the past five years have gone. I'm like, what the heck? How did that happen? And so I try really hard to deliberately go after the gratitude in every day, deliberately take a moment to catch my breath, deliberately pour into myself before my days start in the morning. Again, like I told you in the beginning of the show, it, it's just me and God in the morning because I need to pour into myself to be able to pour out to everyone else. And so it's so important just not to waste the good in parenting. And sometimes that's just a mind shift. Like, you know what? I'm going to do something to focus on the good, whether if you're religious, whether that's, you know, reading your Bible every day, maybe it's journaling. Um, I, I don't know what it is for you, but it's so important to get, to not get lost and to savor the good in motherhood. Oh my goodness. Not get lost in the things that are not so important. The matching yeah. socks or the, you know, I, I told my yeah. daughter always laughs about this. She one time wore uh, rain boots and I think it was cowboy boots or raincoat and some kind of shorts in the middle of the winter to the grocery store. And I can remember I looked at, right. Of course. Right. right. And she wouldn't <laughs> let me comb, and she wouldn't let me comb her hair. And so oh, and I, I remember Right, right? Because that's, that's when you daughter, always are going to see. my daughter all day long. It's so annoying. 
<laughs> right. And you're going to see somebody from, you know, this is a time when I was uh, an at, at home and had left corporate America. And, you know, in your corporate America, you have one look. And I just felt like this is going to be the day that someone sees us and says, oh, yeah. boy, it's really taking you down. <laughs> right. Of but, course. Right. <laughs> So, but I remember in that moment as we were piling in the car to go to the grocery store and I just looked at her and I thought to myself, she is just so adorable and looking for, you know, with a stubborn personality. And I can remember telling my sister, I said, I know that I don't want to do anything to change. I want to cultivate the personality that God gave her to learn how to utilize that for the best, because whatever journey her life is going to go on, she's going to need the tools that God gave her. And me as a mom, my job is to help her to learn how to use those tools and to cultivate them, to use them to serve the kingdom of God. And it has been a journey. She's 18 years old now, and she still is that same girl who would, you know, she's going to have her way, but she is now learning how to use, what I call a true North, which is, you know, I, I am thankful to God for being able to, to be grateful for who she was and to support mm-hmm. that, support that in motherhood. Yeah. So I think that's so very important. If moms yeah. um, get that from, from our conversation in this moment is that find a way to, what I hear you saying is find a way to celebrate yourself, making sure you get some time to yourself, that four hours a month or whatever you can get, however yeah. it looks, however it looks, because my yeah. husband at one point, work two and a half hour commute I really just could sit on the deck for maybe 30 minutes when the kids went to bed and I would sit there and look at the stars and I'd just be so grateful for in this moment right that's so So important yeah get some time where you can connect because that's important and I know um, I keep going back to to too much mom the connection the relationship piece is so very important on the journey of motherhood, that relationship piece, being able to, one, relate to the creator, but also being able to relate to other moms and parents who are in the season that you are in. Yeah, so somebody, so you know, important. So, because you'll be pulling your hair out of where, you know, one day my son, funny stories, I can laugh about him now, yeah. he was little, he opened my refrigerator door up and he, get, you know, he said, mom, there's a light that keeps coming on in on side. We talked about the light dog on it. And the mm. next day I came downstairs. He said, I fixed that light for you. He had uh, some kind of way made so the refrigerator light never came back on. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Right? And, right? and in that moment, you with everything else going on, you talk about the laundry and the, all this other stuff has to be yeah. done. You could find yourself getting so frustrated instead of saying, yes. oh, there's my little engineer. <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. Now that's that's having a glass half full for sure. That's pulling out the good in a bad situation. <laughs> right. But you my need another husband. mom. Right. You need another mm-hmm. mom to to bounce that I you know, to bounce to, to be able to say, and luckily I have yeah. my sister, she wasn't that far away, and you could laugh or cry on the phone, but it's good to have this network of women and mothers to do these things with it's so very important that we can impress i think young mothers or every season to really don't miss an opportunity to connect and have fellowship with other women and um, this is not judgy or preachy fellowship i love that i love that it's not that because we don't need another thing to feel shame about (laughs) i know it's so true this is an with too much mom, I really try and create a no judgment zone. Um, and that, that network of maybe, maybe you don't have a ton of mom friends around you. Maybe you're moving to a new town and you don't know anybody. 
whatever it is. I mean, with, with the internet now, with social media, we can connect online. You know, you can, I am very accessible. Send me a message, you know, on Instagram or, you know, on YouTube, I'm on my channel, Too Much Mom, on Facebook, whatever it is. And, you know, there are so many resources out there, but sometimes the biggest resource you need is just uh, another mom in the, in the same chapter as you are going through the same things with toddlers or with teens or whatever season of motherhood you're in. That, that goes so far to sharing experiences, you know, someone else who's sleep training their kids, someone else who's potty training their kid, whatever it is, someone else whose kids are going off to college, whatever stage it is, we need each other. I mean, I don't know how we develop this idea that we have to be lone rangers and be this person that's just so unattainable and do everything alone. I don't think that's how we are intended to to raise our children. I think we're intended to to really be that village and have that network um, of support around us. So, and you know, when you accept help and when you pour when you pour out to others it, it just ends up refreshing yourself anyway so try it, it. really if you does. haven't tried it, it try it and see how it benefits your life try networking with oh my moms. Yeah. try that absolutely I, I am for that try networking with mom and the refreshing of one's soul now i know you talked about five years to get uh too much mom and get it launched and get it in it the show looks so professional everything about it is so wonderful and so oh, I'm, this heart. is no, this is no way pushing you to do anything else because it's so fabulous just right now. But what do you have planned in the in the yes. future for uh, for too much mom? Anything coming up that is going to be something different or new? Yeah, well, um, April is Autism Awareness Month, and so I'm I'm really excited um, to do a, a special show focused on autism and that uh, I'm talking to an amazing mom in cricket and her um, son who is a teenager. He has uh, autism in a, in a really intense level to the point where he, he, you know, he can't do a lot independently. And it's really cool because they have started using this app. It's called busy kid. And from the outside looking in busy kid is an app for chores. Parents can, you know, put the chores for their kids and kids can do the chores and get allowance and it's this really cool app that manages chores and spending and responsible money management. And I, and I love it. And I'm sure I've featured Busy Kid a lot on Too Much Mom. But the thing with uh, Busy Kid and autism is that people with autism can use the app and systematically feel like they're doing everything on their own. They can gain independence. They don't need their parent holding their hand because they have a, the app and they can just look at the app and visually see, oh, I need to do this next. So it's a way for kids who have autism to gain independence and feel like they're really accomplishing something. And so I'm really excited because I'm going to feature the app. I'm going to feature this incredible mother named Cricket again. And just her story will just move your heart. And so I'm just really excited for that. I've never done – autism is one of those things that from the outside, I don't know anyone with autism, so I – I kind of didn't know what I was getting into, but after learning about autism, and so many people are impacted by autism. I'm now just like so passionate about just spreading awareness. So we're doing that in April, um, probably coming out in a couple of weeks, that episode. And then I've got some really fun hacks with my kids. I've been trying different things because this is the first season of Too Much Mom. I'm, I've committed to 10 
episodes. And on those episodes, I've been trying different interviews and seeing what works and what people like to see. And so I'm going to come out with a couple of hacks with my kids. And my kids are so funny that I can't wait for everyone to just see these these hacks with them. So <laughs> look out for some for Kingston and Phoenix to make, you know, make a splash on Too Much Mom because they provide plenty of entertainment. So watch out for that. Oh, that's I'm sure they do. That's going to be wonderful. And I love the idea about featuring because that's part of the, uh, featuring um, Cricket in her in her so- story with her son about autism, because a lot of times yeah. we don't we, we don't a lot of moms. We think about, you know, the moms of children who are are not afflicted in such a way. But that is great that you're raise, raising awareness. So it's more of an yeah. inclusive and diverse environment. Way to go too much mom. Awesome. 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 I love that. I absolutely love that. That is great. And um, I find too, that if uh, kids interact early, then things become acceptable. They don't have this standoffish type of feeling. So it's good to connect the moms because that's how we make all this happen because moms are the connectors of the world, (laughs) you know, putting things together. That is so wonderful to raise awareness. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. So this show, as you know, is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. And I am a big, peace is what I'm all about. I, the concept of peace, and and I mean active peace. I don't mean sitting in the corner and meditating for four or five hours. I would love to have an opportunity to do that, by the way, but I have not had that opportunity yet. So it's (laughs) active peace. It's the peace that we have to cultivate in the midst of all of the external chaos and all of that. So I'd like mm-hmm. to talk a little bit about, how, you know, you talked about starting your morning off with, with, with prayer or something that, that relates you back to the creator. Are there any other practices that you have that help to ensure your peace throughout this? This is a dynamic part t- time of your life, but it's gotta be a lot of, it's chaos too. It's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. No, no two days are alike when you have little kids. So um, what practices right. do you have to ensure your, your peace every day? Um, well, I think a big part of, uh, of finding peace is deliberately going after it. <laughs> I think sometimes as moms, we can wait for peace to come to us. And I've learned that I, in this season of my life, I have to pursue peace. I have to find, I have to schedule peace. <laughs> so I, I do, uh, I think a lot of it for me comes down to discipline, um, not staying up too late, making sure I, I go to bed and then I can wake up earlier than everyone else in my household. And that just, that works for me. Uh, so I do get my alone time every morning where I have my coffee, I have my Bible and I have my notebook. I read my Bible and I pray and I, I just have my time and I love it. Um, but also during the day, I go on a lot of, um, I go on, uh, not a lot because I try and go on one prayer walk a day where I go on a little walk, whether that's five minutes or 10 minutes. Uh, but then again, I have, uh, I have my husband here. I have a really big uh, church network around me. And so thankfully in this season of my my life, I I can do that. Um, Other people don't have that luxury and I understand that. Um, But at the end of the day, I think uh, it comes down to scheduling for me and to make the most of every opportunity. If you have a busy, busy day, sometimes making the most of of every opportunity looks like, and this is gonna sound really weird, but I'm just going to keep it real. And I'm just going to say sometimes it looks like finding five minutes in the bathroom and just sitting on the floor or wherever you need to sit, turning the light off and just breathing and being there and just having peace, collecting your thoughts, clearing your mind, 
sometimes that's what you have to do. I have, I have done that. I, I've eaten a burrito in a closet before. Because <laughs> yes, me, yes. I know. Because for me, I've got to, that, I, had to, I have to make moments of peace. And for me, in the closet eating a burrito. Okay. And someone found me and that was kind of embarrassing, but this is what <laughs> making the most of every opportunity looks like in my life, in my season, <laughs> doctor. So. Oh, I, absolute, I absolutely love you for sharing this because, you know, <laughs> we only have a few minutes left, but I want to say yeah. you're, this has been an awesome interview and I hope that everyone's Thank really you. gotten some, some tangible jewels because I, when my daughter was small, she was a crier and um, colicky and that nature. But I can remember going in the bath. This was a routine for me. I'd go in the bath and I'd start the shower and I'd put on some jazz. And I'd sit there and I'd gaze out of the window with the shower going. And I I feel like I was, I pretend like I was on the beach somewhere. It was nice and hot and steamy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd do that for maybe like three to five minutes. And then I'd come out. And she'd still be crying. <laughs> Sometimes my husband would be walking. He's like, here's your turn. But it really, I felt so refreshed. So this is Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you guys for joining me and Too Much Mom, Christian Smith, today. I look forward to sharing everyday peace with you next week. Until next time, find a way to create peace in your life. I absolutely love you. See you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.